The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by that in barbecue, and uh, let's, let's get to... Our guy Seth Stokes this morning. We got Ben McKee. We got Seth Stokes. I am right here in the Low T Center studio on the ones and twos this morning. Hope everyone's having a, a great morning. Hope you travel, uh, traveling safe out there. Stokes, Ben, guys. Uh, well, Stokes, good morning. Ben, we've been talking already two, for two hours, man. Uh, Stokes, good morning. Good morning, everybody. How we doing? Man, we good, man. We 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 good. We we good. We talking ourselves through this through this through this game last night. It was tough, man. Uh, I was I was man. I was fire hot mad uh, yesterday. I'm still not happy. Um, I'm 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 sleepy. I'm grumpy. <laughs> like man, I, I'm just being honest, man. I'm 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 grumpy this morning, man, because. Oh, that football game officiating, man. I want to, I want to, I want to roll up on them, man, and 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 push them down a, a short flight of steps, man. I'm I'm just upset right now. I'm just upset. I'm grumpy. I ain't gonna lie. You gonna, you gonna show them what the defensive pass interference really looks like? Oh my gosh, man! My goodness, we had we had over uh, what a hundred and fifty yards in penalties. It seemed like. Yeah, yeah, midway through the fourth quarter, I saw it at 127 yards, and we 28. Yep, 128. We were flagged. We were flagged more, you know, after that as well, if I'm not mistaken. 14 penalties for 128. Okay, that's what it was. Purdue five for 61. Like that's a problem. That that's a problem. I, I know that. You know, Tennessee's been a pretty heavily penalized team this year. Um, and some of it is earned, absolutely. But that last night, the the calls they weren't they weren't calling it on both sides. It, it seemed extremely one sided. Um, but but my thing is, I, I want Tennessee to get to a point uh, where it doesn't matter if the refs are slow. Yes. That that's my goal. That what I took away from that last night is yes, Tennessee could have won that game. Tennessee should have won that game. Tennessee lost that game. The, the officials played a part in that game. The officials uh, made an egregious error in overtime. And I'm not I'm, I'm not hating on Heupel for not kicking the field goal at all. I liked it, honestly. He was like, look, we're, we're in our state with surrounded by our fans. We're better. Let's go get this W. And they really could have, and the the officials screwed them out of it. But it shouldn't have ever came down to that. You, you were bad in the secondary, um, and and of course the penalties didn't help. But also you got toasted quite a bit. I mean, you you were the secondary was burnt up pretty bad by a dude um, named Brock. And right by a dude named Brock, and it wasn't Brock Lesnar. They didn't get taken to two place city. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, it wasn't even a dude named Brock Lesnar. It was some other dude named Brock. Oh, man. But, yeah. 
Yeah, so there, there's there's a lot of positive takeaway from the season. Things are bright. Things are things are looking up in the grand scheme of things. Every game matters, but this game has no bearing on the season as a whole. Um, it's not like this was a loss to to Georgia, or, you know, an SEC East loss that kept us out of Atlanta or anything like that. Um, there's a lot to learn from this game. It just it sucks that once again. Tennessee fans had to sit there and watch their team get jobbed over and over again, <clears throat> and and Purdue could essentially get away with doing whatever they wanted. Um, I don't know how they call so many defensive pass interference penalties on Tennessee. They miss a, a blatant offensive pass interference yep. on that last big touchdown. Yep, and they don't call a blatant at minimum defensive holding on the, the DB that was trying to cover Tillman um, on one of those last deep shots. And I hope that that hype will kind of takes a little bit away f- from this game in the sense that I, I appreciate him calling plays to just, just have a walk off touchdown and, and get the game over with. But you also have a, a quality field goal kicker that, and I know it's a little bit of hindsight, but still um, w- once you take a shot and it's, it's just not there. I'm a little surprised he didn't try to just move it closer just to get into field goal range instead of taking it to overtime. But, you know, it, that's again, that's hindsight. I'm, I'm not going to knock him on his coaching because I think he's done a phenomenal job. There are some situational in-game times where I'm like, eh, I don't know if I would have called that. But, of course, if it works, everybody's, you know, everybody's praising him. So it's it's hard in the moment to, to, to criticize and, you know, not sound like just a hindsight, critis, you know, criticizer at that point. But, um I, I appreciate Tennessee's effort. I'll give them that. But you could tell the you know the secondary just didn't have it. Uh, but that defensive line was fighting hard. The linebackers were fighting hard. Jeremy Banks was fighting hard. Uh, give him a lot of credit in that game. But man, it 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 uh, it was just yet another game this year where you left going. Tennessee should have won that game. Tennessee shouldn't have allowed themselves to be in a position to where the refs could out you know affect the outcome that much. And that's something they're going to build towards. Um, but it sucks that the refs did affect the outcome that much. Uh, again, again, a forward progress call screws Tennessee out of points. Again. I just – again. That's what I'm again. Like it, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Yeah, like being Stokes, like that – it's overtime. His knee has not hit the ground. He's fighting and clawing and scratching. The game was on the line, and you blowing the whistle early. Like, I don't understand yeah, that. Whistle early. That was the thing. The whistle was never blown until after the ball crossed the plane. Oh, my God. Yes, and, and Brady I didn't hear Quinn. It. I didn't hear it. I was there. I didn't hear it. Yeah, I saw Brady Quinn tweet that you, you heard the whistle blow after the ball crossed the goal line. Oh, my God. And while I was arguing with security to, to let me back down on the field, that's a different conversation or a different story, I guess. Well, security uh, of the world, Ben. That dude's a swole, man. You better back up, Ben. No, these were old folks that were in the tunnel. Swain, you, Swain, you know I don't necessarily like get get mad when you know in public if if something happens. Like uh, like I'm the type of person I don't necessarily send food back unless it's just an egregious mistake or I I, I won't really speak up to to strangers. I I just kind of okay, it is what it is. Mm-hmm. You know I have that type of personality, Swain. Yeah, you're pushing. 
yeah, that, that's fair. I'll, 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 I'll take that. I, I, I prefer being a pushover than a bully. Um, <laughs> good one, good one, good one. I, I, I'd rather be a pushover than a butthole. <laughs> yeah, but I was mad. I was livid yesterday because I, I watched the end of regulation on the field. The the media are allowed down on the field with with five beginning at the five minute mark in the fourth quarter. Media is allowed to go from the press box to the field if they choose to do so, mm-hmm. which I do every single game. Mm-hmm. And it was the same access at the Music City Bowl. So I went down there. I was on the field at the end of the game. And then as it's going to overtime, I went back underneath the stadium uh, on the, the, the concourse field level and to, to move my backpack and my tripod to get ready for the postgame interviews. And then I'm going back down the Titans tunnel to get back on the field and security stops me and said that they're no longer allowing field access that that I, I don't have field access because my my press pass says press pass and not field access pass and I showed them the email that, <laughs> that told me I could get down on the field I, I told them everything and they still wouldn't let me down on the field so I had to watch uh, the the overtime on my on my phone so I wasn't down there either but oh man I would have been pissed other too. Uh, other Tennessee beat writers that were in the corner of the end zone where, where I was supposed to be because I did have access to be on the field, but whatever. Uh, they they said that they heard no whistle, and the whistles that they did hear were, were well after the play. So you have Brady Quinn, amongst others, tweeting that yeah. uh, there there was no whistle until after the ball crossed the goal line. And and then there's other Tennessee media members and, and Purdue media members that were in that corner of the end zone saying that they heard no whistle until well after the ball crossed the goal line. Yeah, these these bums, and that's the referees <laughs> that, that call that game, those was the same crew that did the uh, Miami-Duke game a couple of years ago when they had all those uh, backward laterals. Mm-hmm. And they came back and said that that play should have never – uh, been allowed to to go through, and didn't they get sidelined a little bit for for that for that play? Uh, yeah, they they were suspended for a little for a couple of games um, for their terrible uh, officiating at the end of that Duke Miami game. Um, it, and which begs the question: If you were an officiating crew that's so bad at your job that you were suspended in the regular season in the ACC because you're terrible, um, why were you allowed to? officiate a bowl game because like, i just don't under, understand it like it it's it makes no sense but yeah the, the the whistle did not happen until well after he crossed the goal line and even the uh the line judge that runs in that rules him down mm-hmm. um at the one yard line he doesn't come in running until after the ball crosses the goal line and that's when the whistle was blown and then he comes in running going no 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 he was stopped right here pointing at the one yard excuse me, pointing at the one yard line. Like it was that whole sequence was, was mind boggling. I, 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 what, what is going on? Why, why are we at this point with officiating that it is this bad and no one is ever held accountable? Like one of the best tweets I saw where you put 18 year olds and 19 year olds in front of the media after bad performances, you put the coaches in front of the media after bad performances to answer for their quote unquote on the field crimes Yet officials get to uh, get a, a fresh typed, um, you know, pre-typed little letter that goes out to all the media members. They get a box of food and a paycheck and send on their way with never having to answer for any of it and are 100% protected by the league that they work for. Josh Heupel had to answer to 
his decision on the the deep balls at the end of regulation had had to answer to his clock yep. management or lack of clock management last night after the game. The officials did not have to answer to anything. Yeah, I, I didn't hear I didn't hear anything. Uh, I didn't hear a whistle. Uh, I barely hear any whistle during the game, anyways, uh, where I was sitting because my group was rowdy and. We we had the beers flowing, man. We had a good time in my section, so yes, I didn't hear I didn't hear anything, man. Uh, <laughs> so on that play, no, I didn't, I didn't hear I didn't hear the whistle. I saw um, saw the play live. I didn't think he scored, but then when I saw the replay, I was like, oh yeah, I put my hands up in the air. I saw the referee stiff booty butt running to the running to the booth. And I just knew that once he saw what we saw a replay, that this was going to be an easy overturn and touchdown, and boom, Tennessee would be, you know, up seven points, and Purdue would have their opportunity to match it in overtime. But when they came back and said that the ruling on the field was confirmed, I was like, "Yo!" I, I grabbed my kids, and I, like, I told them to come here. I said, "Listen, if Purdue kicks this field goal and win, I need y'all to cover your heads because I have a feeling that things will be thrown." My exact words to them. I told them to to protect themselves because in that moment I want, I wanted to throw something in that moment. Like I was that furious at that moment. So I know everybody else wanted to throw something. So I grabbed them and said, "Hey, just hey man, just 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 cover your heads up and um, you know be be prepared just in case." And luckily, there was like a couple, but it wasn't it wasn't that bad. But the officiating was atrocious in that moment. They handled that thing as poor as you could possibly handle it. It was. I mean, there was that moment that took points off the board for Tennessee. There was the missed, blatant OPI uh, that should have been called on Brock. Um, I think that was the receiver that that went deep on that play. And I think he, he toasted Burrell once again. But so, like, I don't understand how – he can throw Burrell to the ground, make the catch, and go for a touchdown, and no one questions it, um, which gave Purdue points. But on the other side of things, you know, just kind of bringing some levity to it, since he had an opportunity to tackle, I think it was their tight end. Instead, they go for strips, and they I'm assuming the DBs thought the tight end stepped out of bounds, which is why they stopped playing, and he takes off and scores a touchdown. Like, there was dumb mistakes like that being made as well that made it real easy for Purdue to stay in that ball game. Purdue had no business being in that ball game. No that prison. quarterback threw three picks. Mm-hmm. Three. And three. Stupid and ones, was, too. He, four touchdowns, three interceptions, and Tennessee at one point in that game was leading, what, 21-7? 21-7, plus two in a turnover margin. And and you lose. Like, that. Some yes, that is on there's a lot of that that can be pointed at on the officials but Tennessee's got to look at themselves in the mirror a little bit too and say hey we we kind of we messed up a little bit like we we did not have our best game correct O'Connell threw stupid interceptions too I, I don't know what he was doing on the one to Trayvon Flowers and, and then I'm, I get trying to pick on Byron Young in the slot when he's matched up on a slot receiver because Tennessee doesn't have yeah. the right personnel on the field but you threw it right to him yeah, uh, the one that Byron Young was bad too. Yeah, uh, that's the one I just mentioned. I yeah, mean, yeah, yeah. Sorry he, about that. He, Byron Young's right in front of the receiver, and he threw it to Byron Young like Byron Young was the receiver. I was I was reading VFL Shad, who I think just joined us. <laughs> he said, "Y'all, y'all still talking about the refs? The real issue is we got beat by a bunch of backups. Let's be real. 
should have been a beatdown. Well, we said that all show long, Chad. Yep. All show long, we said that the strip sack, back up. Mm. Deep passes to to Brock was back up DB. He didn't have Lante Taylor. So both can be mentioned. It's not one or the other. The officiating was bad, and we didn't execute. We were terrible in the second quarter like we have been terrible all season long. It's both. It's both, Chad. It's not one or the other. It's both. Tennessee was up 21-7, and I said this in the first hour of the show. Purdue knew they, they were in trouble in the first quarter, but going into the halftime, man, they felt confident. They felt confident. Mm-hmm. They were cheering, and they knew they were going to win that game. We got a call from Dallas Vaughn who said the same thing. They knew they were going to win that game. When that happened. So we have mentioned both, Chad. Must be just joining us. Let's go to the phones. Go ahead. No, I was just going to add that I I, I, I already thought highly of Jeff Brom. Last night solidified what I thought of him. He he deserves a bigger job. And, man, in in hindsight, I I would have loved to see him be the coach of Tennessee. I, I think he's excellent. I'm going to the phones. He is a, he 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 is a good job. He does do a good job. He does deserve a bigger job. He does. He does. Um, I don't know. I don't know if I was ready for that last comment though. Ben, I ain't saying you're wrong. I'm just not. I'm just not ready for it. <laughs> I'm still emotional right now. I ain't ready for it. But he he is a good coach. He deserves to be at a bigger job. I agree with you. Um, good morning. Who do we have? Hey, Turkey Man. How you doing, buddy? Hey, Turkey Man. Hey. Hey, how come how come we didn't even get a grounding intentional grounding call? When? I mean that's intentional grounding any any when? day of the week. When? What play, Turkey Man? The 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 quarterback, their quarterback, we had pressure on him and he throws it he throws it at the at the ground of the guy's blocking. The, he threw it to the forty as a as a running back right there. If that's what you're talking about. There was a group of a group of guys behind me, and they were screaming and yelling, talking about potential grounding. I'm like, guys, this, the Mafori is running back. He threw it right at the foot, fleet at the running back. You can do yeah. that. So, Turkey Man, you're 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 not wrong, Turkey Man. Like the the quarterback did intentionally ground the football because he he had pressure in his face and it was a busted play. It, it looked like it was supposed to be a screen, and the running back was was blocking, but. The reason that it was not flagged is because the referees are told to always give the quarterback the benefit of the doubt in those situations. And because that was a running back and he's technically an eligible receiver, then it does not count as intentional grounding, although he was throwing it into the ground on purpose. Yeah, you can you can do that. Just like you can throw it out of bounds. If you leave the pocket and it's obvious that the ball's been thrown away, like you can do that. There's just certain parameters that you have to stay inside if you're going to do that. And that quarterback did. He threw it right at the feet of, of the running back. So that's legal. <clears throat> okay. How about how about how come that all game long, any game you want to watch, you want to watch today, the running back, the, the tailback, the runner, We'll break to the line, get to the line of scrimmage. They'll push him back four or five yards. There'll be a scrum, and the the progress has already been stopped. But they'll let it go and let it go, let it go, let it go. But in the time that someone actually is on top of the the, the player and he, and it's still struggling for the for a touchdown, and they bloat it dead. 
Now, now, Target Man, now we're talking. I mean, the forward progress question, that 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 is going to be um, looked at possibly in the offseason. I don't know how much, you know, how much you can change it and how much you can address the Turkey Man. Thanks so much for for the phone call. Uh, I don't I don't know. I mean, I, what do you do, 1,001, 1,002, and then it's dead? I don't know how you change it, how you address it. Um, I did I did find it <sighs> – it made me even more mad that uh, Hypo said the referees told him during the game that the oh my you got to get rid of these fake injuries. Yes. No, you know what we need to do, ref? We need to get rid of fake refs like you. That's what we need to do. Right. <laughs> That's what we need to do. Don't come over here and try to buddy, buddy, talk talk to me about what we need to do. Yo ass need to do your job. How about you do that? How about you do your job? But everyone's guilty of it. Tennessee's guilty mm. of it. Purdue's guilty of it and has been all season long. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of seeing it in the game. Get it out of the game. Both sides yep. do it. It's terrible. Both sides. It's uh, it's one of those things that I, I believe will be addressed in the off season. I think enough people are talking about it at this point. Um, and it's it's embarrassing the game of football enough. Uh, at this point to where I, I don't know if they're going to have a choice but to do something about it. Um, it's It kills the flow of the game. It takes games that should be over in a couple of hours and extends them into the longest games ever. Um, there was no like there was no reason that game should last until almost 8 p.m. Dude, I was sitting I, I was sitting there and Ben t- tell me if you felt the same way. I was sitting there and it was like the end of the sec- end of the first quarter, and it felt like the third quarter. Yes, I was like, "Yo, w- yeah. what?" It, you know, it gets dark earlier too, so like the third quarter felt like the seventh overtime. It was man, it was it was crazy, man. And we we got to our room and finally got situated. It was eight o'clock. I'm like, "Yo, what? What time was this? What time did this game start? It was a two o'clock game." I I, uh, I I had to work yesterday during the game, so I had um, on my tablet, I had the game pulled up, and it started. I mean, it started right on time, 3 p.m. That game started, or right about there, 3.05, whatever. Um, I left work at 6, and, like, the third quarter was just getting underway. <laughs> like, this is – it's been three hours. And we're just now into the third quarter. Like this game should be over. Why is this game still on? Like it, it was. I get home and and our oldest is like, Mister Seth, why why is this game still on? Like college football needs to to Air adopt quotes. some of the the NFL tendencies in, in terms of the game, shorter half times. Uh, I tell you what, may, maybe I I don't know. What do you all injuries. think about That's the big thing? Yeah. That that too, but I bet college football games are long even without the fake injuries. Like fake injuries are an issue, but the biggest difference is the the clock stopping after first downs and allowing the the change to reset. I mean, is that something that should be looked at and changed? Like the nah. NFL, if you get a first down, the clock doesn't stop. No, I like that. Mm-hmm. No, I like that too well, much, Ben. Well, I that think could, that could. <laughs> Contributes to the game going well, just, uh, well, especially when you have two offense like you did yesterday. Well, we just had to keep, we, had, we just had the long we just had to have a long game. Then I tell you what they should have got rid of 
is Purdue's band at halftime. My gosh. Were they bad? And maybe I'm being petty. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just being petty this morning. Maybe I'm really grumpy. But, like, please be petty. They're bad? Don't ever. Don't ever put Purdue's band on the same field as the Pride. Don't don't you ever do that. The halftime show almost put a brother to sleep. And then it had this big old, big old drum that needed like seven dudes to to man it. It was, it was terrible. The halftime should have been shorter. Should have been, been just the pride, and that's it. Because I don't, I don't know what Purdue's band was doing. That was wasting our time. It was terrible. Maybe I'm being petty. I don't know. I don't really care. I'm tired of Purdue. I'm tired of y'all. You're nice, but you're winning against Tennessee and too much stuff. And in stupid ways, that like the the Lamonte Turner phantom foul on Carson Edwards, and then and then yesterday, just and and how do these things continue to happen in Tennessee? I just don't get it. Like, why do these stupid things happen to Tennessee constantly? And people wonder why Tennessee fans are so ornery on social media. Yes, right about that. That's why. I had to, luckily, my phone died. During, Shocker. During the game. Dude, I charged my phone the night before. I don't even want to hear it. I don't I, believe you. You I probably tar- still f- somehow woke up with it on like 79%. No. Waking up at 4 in the morning and then putting it on the charger doesn't count. No, no, no. I put – I put. <laughs> you know what? Hold on. You're right, Ben. I did not put my phone on charger the night before. But I charged it up to 100% before <laughs> I left the hotel room, which is even better. Which is even better. Yeah, it's even better. That is even better. That is true. Yeah, it's even better. And I had – dude, I had the best tweet ever ready for when Tennessee won because it's Purdue. I was going to say Purdue. I was going to say that. Like, it's it's perfect. It's perfect. I had it it lined up, man. But you, you you had too many drinks. No, I know. I wasn't. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. How do you come up with that? I actually came over there when I was sober, I, I and I was I was sober all day. Honestly, I was sober the whole time I was in Nashville. But like, I your oldest came up with that. No, I came up with that. I don't believe you. I did come up with that. I came up with it. You asked Chris Brown. I was with Chris Brown when I came up with it. Ask Chris Brown. Next time you next time you see him, talk to him. Ask him. Hey, I came oh. up perdidden. I said, I, as soon as Tennessee win, it's perdidden. Now that Purdue won, it's. <laughs> It's perdid because <laughs> they did. They did. They beat us. They did. <laughs> it's perdid. But I had it, man. I was, I was going to tweet it out. Perdidn. And then my phone died during during the game. And um, my watch was good, but my phone died. So whatever, man. Whatever. Whatever. Brad said that uh, he put two racks of ribs on the smoker at the beginning of the game, and they were, they were done and tender before the game ended. Brad, did you wrap them? Because if you didn't wrap them and they still were done and tender, that that really speaks to how long that game was. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh man! <sighs> it was just disappointing. I mean, that's that's like at the end of the game when it was over. Um, I I was mad, but not like redneck mad. I was I was more disappointed. Just. Just again, it was like again we're we we allowed ourselves to be in this situation, and and once again, the situation screwed us over. <clears throat> yep. 
Uh, I mean, it was oh, sorry. It, the same old, same old. And it, it's look, there's a lot of positives to take away from this season. Um, but I, I need to see the second quarters get a lot better next year. Mm-hmm. A lot better. Um, I think if the second quarters get better, some of the people, you know, the, the knocks on the time management and stuff like that maybe don't uh, don't come because I understand. Like, I see what Heifel's trying to do. Like, that, that is his offense. His offense is going to run how it runs. It's going to do what it do. Um, and the players have to go out and execute. Um, I would like to see some tweaks, but just my biggest gripe is let's let's get better in the second quarter. There's no reason for Tennessee to be so bad after starting out so hot. Like I know the other team makes an adjustment and here and there and whatever. So does Tennessee. So should you. There's no reason you should take your foot off the gas and and play poorly in the second quarter and then you come back out in the second half and play like game busters again like why is that second quarter so bad it's, yep. i don't understand yep josh in virginia says do you did you see terry mccauley's tweet saying the touchdown wasn't valid because the runner helped was helped by another player and you, you, you should be able to push the power forward but what princeton fat was doing was pulling was pulling mm-hmm. um Jalen wright towards the end zone and um that's a penalty not supposed to be able to do that, but I'm telling you, man, I was not happy with Princeton fans block. It was bad. It was terrible. He blocked anybody. Didn't block a soul. Not the first time this year. So bad. It was a, it was it was a terrible block. And in that moment, it's about execution. That's what it's about. You you brought in your jumbo mm-hmm. package and you ran the football at will in the second half. You should be able to pick up that 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 touchdown. And I hate to call him out like this, but it is what it is. I can't protect him because he was right there. But he missed that block. Instead of Wright trying to break a tackle from one person and possibly run through that arm tackle, scoring, he had to try to run through two because Princeton Fat missed his block. Well, I don't think you're calling him out. The coaches called him out publicly in front of everybody when they put Hunter Salmon in, a walk-on. I mean, it is what it is. He, I mean, he, had, he didn't have a good day. He had a nice play nope. and showed some speed on that one catch and run. I mean, that was that was amazing. But yeah, he had like, so he had like three or four drops, man. Like, it was not Princeton good. Fan did more to hurt Tennessee than he did to help Tennessee. It was not good. No, it was not good at all, man. And I'm, I, I expected that out of our freshman tight ends. Yeah, I expected that out of them. I didn't. I did not expect that out of out of Princeton fan. That that was not good by him. <clears throat> Playing in front of his home crowd. And it, uh, speaking of home crowd, I know why Javante had that body language on that one pass and played it. When he didn't go out for a pass, man. There were so many Javante Payton fans and family members in our section. They had they had custom made shirts, hoodies. I saw a baby with a custom made onesie, Payton with three on the back. Bro, I'm not kidding. I'm being being dead serious. Mama was laced, awesome, daddy was laced, cousins, friends, everybody had on custom Javante Payton. T-shirts, hoodies, onesies. They was putting on for Javante Payton. They was representing. They was representing. And that was cool. I saw Tyler Barron folks. I mean, they had a bedazzled sweatshirt. I think that was mama. She was, man, she was, she was decked out. <laughs> she was decked out, man. These I saw um uh I think it was Carver. I think Jerome Carver and somebody had on a uh, like a cowboy jacket. It was I gotta, I gotta ask Jerome about that. Like, who 
how did y'all get that made? And where did you get that made from? It was like it was it was special. It was like a cowgirl jacket. It's black with the orange carved on the back and diamonds and, and rubies and all kind of stuff on, <laughs> on the jacket, man. Like these families, they were decked out. They was decked out, man. I saw T-shirts with the, with the players' face on the front. Number on, like, dude. Players' families, man. They 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 represent. They represent. So Devonte, Devonte probably had the biggest showing because you know he's from Nashville, man. They 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 came in droves, man. I know Theo had a lot of people there as well. He should, man. I feel bad Theo, for Theo. I feel yeah, bad I for Theo. Yeah, last game, right there from Nashville, mm-hmm. and I'm, his position, yeah, his unit, yeah, man. Not that it was him, but his unit yeah. struggled. He did his thing. As always. He did his thing. He did his thing. Then he uh, went in at corner when Juan Burrell was, was having a pity party. Now he went in and, and did a did a good job. Ooh, Warren Burrell. I feel bad for him. He gotta figure something out. I mean I, I, the secondary needs help now. Yesterday, a yep. month ago. They need help. Transfer portal. Where are you at? <laughs> Something. My For, goodness. Yeah, I know, man. Yes. Just terrible. No, like no, and no. and you could tell like the the coaches were like, hey, play it this way. Okay. It didn't matter. They got toasted anyways. It did not matter what they did. You gotta trust your technique, and, man. One bread was in position, but you gotta flip your head and turn around, man. You gotta flip your head, turn around. Yeah. You gotta trust your technique. He did not trust his technique enough, and it cost him. I know he's taught what to do. But being taught Absolutely. what to do and actually doing are two different things, and some and people are gonna look at Willie Martinez. And I'm telling you right now, it ain't Willie. Well, no, not not in the Warren Burrell category. Willie but Willie Martinez needs to be more willing to 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 play others. I understand what you're saying. Younger younger guys, um, he does not like to play younger guys, and I get it. There's a trust factor. With, with older guys, but when, when the older guys have done the same thing week after week after week after week, why not play a younger guy? Yep. Yep. Uh, 44 Fall says, uh, you're right, Swain. We sat in 115, saw you and your family in 116, right over from us. Peyton's whole family was covered in custom-made clothes. I'm telling you, man, nobody's family put on like Devontae Peyton's family. It was like awesome. It. it was awesome to see, man. Awesome to see. Uh, Brad said he wrapped for two hours into the cook. So that's that's probably – you probably could have had some tender ribs even without the wrap, honestly, because the game started at two and wasn't over until seven-something. It felt like seven-something. What time did the game actually in? It was a little after eight, I think. Where's the book? Uh, where's, where's the book? I'm going to pull up this book. Let me – Uh, I'll check my tweet. Yeah, you got the – you check your tweet. I'm gonna check. I'm gonna check this book. I tweeted the final score at 6:44 p.m. Good. Central Time, so 7:44. Goodness gracious! Okay. And started. It kicked off at 3:05 Central. Ended 3:05 at Central. 3:05 Central was when kickoff was slated for. I thought the game started at two. No. Oh yeah, 2:05. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, it was 2:05 Central. I'm sorry. Okay. I was getting. I'm getting my Eastern Time mixed up. Yeah, you've been flipping. 2:05 to 6:44. Yeah, you've been flipping time zones the last couple of days, Ben. <laughs> yes. Snip, snap, so, snip, snap. 20 minutes short of five hours. Whew. Yep. 
on the on the official book here, UT Sports, it says four hours and thirty eight minutes. Kickoff time two oh five. End of game six forty four. Who says I'm bad at math? He's pretty close. That was good. The officials, Jerry. I can't say his last name. Trash. Don't matter. <laughs> Golly, man. Whew. Tommy from Iowa says Brock was killing us on one leg. I know. Chip Payne says Tennessee should say thanks, but no thanks. The next time they get invited to the Mew City Bowl, the the field was the worst. Worse than oh, Pee Wee League wreck. That's the NFL stadium, and the field was garbage. Well, I'm pretty sure Tennessee's going to get an invite because, you know, Tennessee broke a Music City Bowl history, uh, attendance uh, record, excuse me. Um, Purdue Tennessee fans during the broadcast, they were like, hey, fans, you you just did something that no one else did. And you should be proud of yourself. Da, 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 da. Tennessee fans did that. Tennessee right. fans did that. We broke a L- tennis record. Looking at it record. on TV, there wasn't too much black and gold. In there. No, there's a little it, section behind that, the bench. That place looked like kneeling. Yep. Yep, yep. It was kneeling, man. It was all orange. It looked all good. orange. The stadium, the, the field looked terrible. The end zone looked just busted. It was busted. Like, they didn't put no primer down before they laid that orange coat down? Like, it was what? ugly. It was like, I, uh, I'm choosing cheap. I'm choosing violence today. This is this little Purdue fan that's sitting behind us, little pea head. I wanted to pluck his little head during the game, man. He was talking. My kids was around. I couldn't say anything, couldn't do anything. But his little pea head getting on my nerves. Little scrawny little Purdue fan talking. Mm. Rocky Top, where you at? Where you at, Rocky Top? Rocky Top. I just wanted to choke him out like Homer Simpson did bark. Couldn't do it though. <laughs> Because it's illegal. <laughs> but if it was illegal, I would have done it. <sighs> <sighs> Embarrassing, man. The P head. <laughs> I ain't reading that, Leo. It's funny, though. I ain't, I ain't reading it, man. You ain't right. Oh, man. Rodney says... When VFL Shad said the real issue is we got beat by a bunch of backups. No, we we played backups and we got beat by backups. Yeah, you're right. Rodney says I think he's talking about Purdue as far as backups. Yep, Purdue had backups, probably more backups than we had, and beat us. That's the thing that bothers you the most because their two best players didn't play. Uh, Vol fan says former players of other universities, current NFL players, and fans of teams that absolutely hate Tennessee were tweeting about how bad the officiating was. When the people that hate us are complaining about us getting screwed, you know that the officiating is inexcusably bad. Unless your name is Greg McElroy and you like terrible takes. What he say? Then you, he's horrible. No, he he is horrible. He, yeah. He, Tell he, him. Did Stokes. you see his tweets last night? Get Stokes. Him, oh my. Get him, Stokes. He, so once again, this piece of yes. junk bammer jumps on Twitter after the game and is like, yeah, the officiating was bad. And then all he did after that was lay out a laundry list of every little thing that Tennessee did wrong in the game and said Tennessee doesn't have the refs to blame. Tennessee only has herself to blame. Blah, 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 blah. Like, man, read the room. Now is not the time for that. Right after the game was not the time for that. 
literally every other media member on Twitter was talking about how bad that call was. And he's over here like, ah, it wasn't that bad. Vols had plenty of time and three timeouts to set up a more manageable field goal at the end of the game as well. Then you throw it at the two-yard line after Purdue couldn't stop the run in OT. They take a sack that backs them up. They had 15-plus chances to finish. This loss is on Vols, not refs. I mean, he ain't wrong, though. He's not. No, he's not but wrong, it's, but it's just it's annoying at the time. At the time, it was yeah, annoying. Well, I mean, listen, it's I almost said, like Tennessee I, intentionally makes life insanely difficult on them on themselves. Outstanding win for Purdue. They won that game by overcoming mistakes and capitalizing on Tennessee's errors. Excellent win for Jeff Brom. Well, here's here's the truth. Let's be let's keep it real. What Greg said is actually spot on, hundred percent. We just don't want to yes. hear from your ass. No, <laughs> like, we, not that. We don't want to hear. But he's acting. Did did the the call on the on the non Jalen Wright touchdown dictate the game? Yes, yeah, one is one of the plays. Yeah, one of them. Yes, my problem is that he is acting like it did not. Exactly. I understand, and I understand Tennessee that. lost solely because of its mistakes. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you. Yeah. You combine like that that tweet with how he was a super homer on national television He's, for the yes. Tennessee Alabama game, yes, and, and the Tennessee all that Florida stuff, game. Like, go back and listen right. to the Tennessee it, Florida game. Oh, it was it he, was he's, terrible. He's tweeting that he, stuff he, on purpose. That that is his way of throwing shade while also clutching to his professional pearls. And then he'll like he, he'll get on national radio today, Birmingham radio today. He'll do the Paul Feinbaum show and talk about wow. how proud he was of the Purdue Boilermakers, how proud he was of Jeff Brom and Aiden O'Connell. Shut up, you corn dog. <laughs> tell us, tell us how you feel, man. Tell us how y'all but feel. I, he, he listen. He does not. He doesn't understand Heupel's offense and Heupel's philosophy at all, and that was evident in the Florida game and the Alabama game, the two games he called, he just was shocked and amazed at how Hypo runs his offense. Like, I've never seen anything like this. this is I don't, just don't understand. It goes against everything we've been taught uh, growing up in football. This is dumb, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Like, he gets real, uh, real confused real easy, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of stuff he said was, was right. But, yes, to act like the, the call at the end didn't exist, that's, that's, that's annoying. But at the same time, what would have happened if they would have called a penalty against Princeton fan trying to pull pull Jalen Wright to the end zone? Well, you know what? That they would have been the right swing. call. Huh? They didn't. What's, so what's wrong, yeah. man? You okay? No. Well, they, they they wanted to call offsetting personal fouls when it should not have been offsetting. And then on the next yeah, play, Tennessee too. fumbles. Yeah. And instead of yeah. Tennessee having the ball in Purdue territory, they're, they're questionable tick tacky DPIs with, with the game on the line. Like, who cares if they missed that one call if, after they'd missed a million calls? If, if they would have said, okay, touchdown, but penalty on Princeton Fant for pulling him forward, then I would have been cool. Like, right. Like, I would have been right cool. Call. Yeah, I would have been, been cool. I would have been cool. All right, we got to take a break, guys. Our last break of the day, Sweet Event Fuel by Dead and Barbecue. Uh, we'll come back and uh, put a bow on the show. Uh, Seth Stokes, Ben McKee, Jason Swain. Stay with us. Don't go anywhere.
the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and LowTCenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. Hello, is that as low as you can go? Okay, thank you. What are you doing? Calling around to get the best rate on a car loan. Why? Everyone knows Alcoa 10 is the best choice to purchase a vehicle or refinance your current loan. And with low interest rates and 90 days to your first payment, it's a no-brainer. You can even apply online and sign all the documents from the convenience of your home. Yeah, I don't know what I was thinking. Alcoa 10 Credit Union. It's so easy. Go to ATFCU.com for details. Rates are dependent on credit score and equal housing lender. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42ST.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do, though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. 
That's six times per year if you look at styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to MarkNelsonDenim.com. If you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. IrisNetworksUSA.com. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, Fueled by Dead End Barbecue, Ben McKee, Seth Stokes, Jason Swain here with you. And, um, guys, I'll say this and i give you guys the floor uh, as upset, cranky, sleepy, bothered I am from, from the game, from the trip, um, n- not happy with the result. I am proud of the way these guys play for the entire season as a whole. As a team, what happened, you know, at this point of the season last year to this year, it's been it's been night and day. The program is heading in the right direction. Uh we got the right guy at A D, we got the right guy at head coach. He's going to continue to evolve and, and get better and um learn from this from this L. Uh I think we got the right people in place. I think it's easy emotionally to get, you know, upset and question everything when things are going wrong. Um, Auburn, with their first-year head coach, they they have a lot more to worry about. Uh, there's questions about him being the guy long-term. I don't have that question here at Tennessee, um, but I'm not going to sit here and make any excuses for him either on last night's performance. Uh, he he, he should have been better. He should have been better in certain situations, but I'm glad he is our coach. And um, we have some work to do as far as recruiting. We got we to gotta replace some of these dudes that was out there playing um, because we have any choice to play them, and we got to go get better. And it ain't time to be cry about it, and, and um, it ain't time to be getting all offended and emotional because you know, players that, that, that didn't make plays are called out. Um, but, you know, be respectful as you can and no reason to be tweeting at players and being over the top disrespectful. Nope. I mean, these guys, these guys pre- prepare for this game way more than we did. They put more time, energy, and effort into preparing for, for this game against Purdue. They practice all month long. Uh, they left, you know, on Christmas to travel to the bowl site. Just keep things in perspective. Keep things in perspective. Uh, but there was a lot of plays that should have been made by players that didn't, a lot of calls that were made by coaches that, that wasn't. Uh, but at the end of the day, man, I think things are heading in the right direction. So, Ben, uh, Stokes, man, floor is yours. Uh, I, I don't disagree with any of that. I think if you're a recruit watching uh, Tennessee play right now, um, Tennessee is an attractive place. Um, there's playing time to be had. Um, the coaching staff seems like they're on top of it. The team seems like they're full of camaraderie and a lot of love for each other, which is something that's been missing uh, on Rocky Top for a while. Uh, that's that's the big difference I've seen um, in in years past. If if you think back to when, even with Butch Jones, when Butch Jones was the head coach at Tennessee, like he had to teach the players how to celebrate, like during practice and during games, like a big play would happen and no one would celebrate. Like he. He tried to early in his tenure before it all went to, you know, Hades in a handbasket. He was having to try to 
teach these guys and the staff to like have fun, play, you know, and, and ha- have some camaraderie with each other. It never truly happened under him. It definitely didn't happen under Pruitt, but you see it happening. Uh, you see it happening under Hypel now, and you see this team loving on each other um, in their comments, in their body language, uh, the way they rally around each other. They fight hard for 60 minutes, not one time this season that I ever watch a game and say, oh, they quit. Mm. They, they didn't want to be out there in the second half. They, they gave up. That happened a lot in years past. That never happened this season, and it, it makes me real happy as a Tennessee fan just to see that, just to see those uh, incremental bits of progress. Whatever happened last night, it, it's in the past. Sure, the four progress was not stopped. Sure, it should have been called a touchdown. Sure, Fant should have been flagged for the play, which then allows them to replay the down which is what should have happened. But that didn't, and, 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 and in all honesty, no, no matter how much we, 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 we cry about it, moan about it, 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 it is what it is, and let's be like the team. Let's, let's you know put this behind us in a day or two and look forward to a lot of exciting football uh, in the future. I, I think we've got a good one in Heupel. Uh, this team is fun to watch. This offense is so much fun to watch, and there's a really great group of players coming back next year, especially on the offensive side of the ball, uh, to give Tennessee fans another season of fun offense. Just got to sure up some things in the secondary and and keep this thing rolling. And um, we'll still have the floor for a second before I turn it over to Ben. I do want to say, just on a personal note, Ben, man, congratulations uh, on on the the uh, the announcement of of the incoming baby McKee. That's exciting news, man. I'm super happy for you. I'm super proud of you, man. Uh, I've known you for a while now and dude, I just, I just gotta say I'm, I'm happy and I'm proud and uh, congratulations, man. That's awesome news, man. I really appreciate that. Stokes wouldn't be, uh, where I am professionally without you, you and Swain were instrumental in me getting to where I am today. So I, I appreciate you more than, you know, as, as well. And, Stokes, Swain, I, I thought y'all hit it on on the head perfectly, hit the nail on the head perfectly, and I'll just quickly add that while last night was disappointing, it was still a, a wildly successful season. Uh, coming home last night, listening to a couple of different college football podcasts, I heard two different national analysts discussing Tennessee and discussing how they thought Tennessee would be doing good to get to three or four wins. How how they had Tennessee penciled in two, three or four wins. That wasn't the expectation here locally, but that that just speaks to where Tennessee was entering the season from a national perspective and what people thought of the current situation within the football program because of the offseason that it had. And Tennessee was uh, an unfortunate day of football away from being eight and five. Um, uh, an unfortunate call that went against them away from being eight and five. And then you look at the season as a whole, and you, you lose to the ACC champs. You lose to the SEC champs, the SEC East champs, two college football playoff teams, uh, an Ole Miss team that won ten games, and and even in the midst of those losses, I mean, you're a bad spot. Against Pittsburgh away from another win, your your forward progress again biting you in the butt against Ole Miss and, and Purdue away. I mean that's that's three more potential wins on the schedule. And if you want to go all the way to last half full, I mean that's ten and three if those breaks go your way. So uh, yesterday was very disappointing. 
but uh, still a, a wildly successful year one under Josh Heupel. Good stuff, man. Hey, Stokes almost had me emotional talking about how proud he proud he is of, of you being man. It's just it's been awesome to kind of to see you grow, and man. Now your family is is going to grow. Um, was there at your wedding. Now about to have a baby, man. In a couple months, it's just been really cool to see you grow and. Um, and we're so fortunate to have you part of the Swain event. And uh, I know yes, all the people that I have uh, bumped into in Nashville over the weekend, man, they're big fans of the show and big fans of you and, and uh, you, Stokes, and what we do, man. So let's let's do it again, man, in um, the new new year, which yes, will be taking I, place in I, a couple hours, man. That's right. I'll talk to you next year. That's right. Are, are, my, are, are my dad jokes <laughs> on point? Are, are, am I good on my dad jokes? I mean, I'll see you next year. I'll talk to you next year. Yeah, man. You got a couple you, months you get there. make sure your dad jokes are on point. Uh, so we'll, <laughs> we'll help you with that. We got you taken care of. And uh, everyone, please be careful. Please be safe. Oh, yeah. My neighbor going to be popping down fireworks tonight. Oh, gosh. It's going to be so annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get my dog, man. He's going he's gonna to have a fit tonight, man. But... Y'all be careful. Y'all be safe. Please don't drink and drive. Got an Uber. Got taxi. Got Lyft. You got so many different uh, outlets and avenues you can use to stay off the road if you are impaired. So please be careful. Let's be nice to each other. Let's love on one another a little bit more as we head to 2022. We can do it. We can do it. Uh, love is stronger than hate. Love always wins. Let's try to do that more uh, this next year than we did this past year. For Seth Stokes. And Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. The Swain event fueled by Dan and Barbecue. Hour three was powered by Low T Center and LowTCenter.com, reinventing men's healthcare. Love y'all. Y'all have a great, great, great rest of your day. Peace and love. We are out. <laughs>